Thanks for joining us today on the Imitating Jesus podcast hosted by Icon Ministries. The uh, vision of Icon Ministries and this podcast is to see disciples everywhere loving like Jesus. And we accomplish this by God's grace, huge heapings of it, uh, by initiating love, self-sacrifice, friendship, belonging, hospitality, and empowerment that leads to multiplication of disciples of Jesus throughout the world. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Seibert, and I'm joined today by my good friend, John. Say hello, John. Hello. Just, just John, the, the one name diva status here, like Adele, Madonna, Bono. John. Uh, okay, so today's topic on the Imitating Jesus podcast is belonging and relationship. This is part three of a series that we've been doing where we've been kind of diving deep into the topic of belonging and the role it plays in the process of making disciples. So... John, this, this idea of identity, belonging, um, is something I know that you have spent a lot of time personally wrestling with, probably more than the average person, I would guess. Would, do you agree with that? Is that true? Probably, yeah. Probably. Um, and I, I think that's probably because of your story. It's pretty unique. Unique. It's different from mine, different than most of our listeners. But I also think it's one that's marked by a theme that connects us all, which is namely the search for a right. sense of belonging. Um, so I've asked John to come tonight and share with us some of his journey. And I think his story will be instructive to the rest of us in answering questions like, what does it mean to belong? Why is that even important? Um, how is a sense of belonging created? And, and what are the threats to belonging? So John, or John, would you please first tell us a little bit about your background and why this elusive sense of belonging has played a significant role in your story? Yeah, so obviously I'm American, um, I, if that wasn't obvious enough. Yeah. No, your accent is amazing. Well, yes, thank you. I've mastered the American accent very well. Um, but I was born and raised um, in multiple countries outside of the U.S., uh, mostly in Asia. And that's, there's a category for that. Um, there's a category for children who don't grow up in a monocultural setting, and they call it a third culture kid. Okay. Um, and TCK. That, TCK, yeah. So we kind of say TCK, we just throw that around. And it refers to anyone who has more than one culture or cultures um, informing their identity as it forms. Okay. And so that could be military kids who might have grown up changing military bases abroad. That could include embassy kids. For my parents, they were working um, in NGOs. They were working abroad. So when I was born, they were studying language in another country. And most of my life was spent uh, as a foreigner in another country. Um, and so I was always searching for belonging in these other countries. Um, when everyone who is around you looks different than you um, and does things differently than you, you f quickly figure out that belonging might be different for how you'd want it to be than it is for everyone else because it's yeah. more difficult for you. <laughs> yeah. And then coming back to the States and visiting, you know, America was the place that I was supposed to belong. This was my parents' home. I would go back to my parents' um, communities and that's where I should belong. And it was always the opposite. It was always, oh, look at all these ways I don't understand, where I'm unable to um, 
find this sense of friendship or community yeah. um, that a lot of other people seemingly have. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in, in both those contexts, whether you were in the country that you grew up in or the country where your parents are from, you, you, in a lot of sense, you felt like you didn't fit either place, yeah. didn't belong either place. When I was outside of America, I was the American. When I was inside of America, I was the guy that was outside, that lived outside of America. <laughs> I was always defined by how I was different than people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that that sense where that would create an internal wrestling with, yeah, who who am I and to whom do I belong? Um, we'll we'll dig into that a little bit more. But tell me, like, what what is your personal definition? belonging what is it what does it mean to belong um i would say there is a relational stability and belonging okay um and I, that doesn't really give a definition and i guess i'm going to illustrate this with a story to kind of give an example but when i feel like i belong to a community um there's a sense of stability and safety that I have within that community. Sure. Um, and so like, I mean, like the, the, one of the stories that came just from like the Bible was um, when Jesus asked his disciples, um, you know, when tons of his disciples just kind of pick up and leave and he asked the rest of them, like, you know, okay, what about the rest of you? And Peter responds, um, you have the words of eternal life. Where, where else could I go? Um, and so there's yeah. almost like this idea of I belong to someone. If I'm asking the question, well, where, where else could I go? Like this person is bringing me stability. It's, I mean, yeah, as P. Tony Rowe just said, a safe place to fall. It's giving me that, that safety net. net. Um, so wh wh where, else, why, where else could I go? Um, wh why would I leave this community? Because I belong to this community. Um, so there was, there was a guy that moved into our community probably about a year ago. And he had planned to move out um, to live someplace else in America, have a different job. And when his friends came to visit him and they saw him and the community he was a part of, they like asked him, like, why would you leave this? <laughs> and so from, an, from the outside, they're like, you have something that we've not been able to find. So why would you leave this and go someplace else? Um, so I guess like if, if in my life I'm asking the question of like, wait, I'm gonna go do this, why am I doing this? Why, why am I leaving this person? Why, why am I leaving this community? Um, you know, and obviously that's faulty and it kind of gets complicated really fast because <laughs> it's yeah. more than just that question. But I guess at the end of the day, what I'm saying is there's a sense of stability. Um, and a sense of like, yeah. there's no reason for me to go someplace else um, because there is connection, there is belonging. You there, Ryan? Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Um, so in the in the story you just mentioned, what do you think that that man's friends were observing that says that said, why would you? consider leaving this so i think i would say like they were they were seeing a community of people that cared for him and that basically gave him access 
to their resources, to their time, to their energy. And again, like, that's why like, I, I use the word stability because in relationship, you know, there's relationships that are volatile, there's relationships that are toxic, there's relationships that are manipulative, there are relationships that are, you know, all across the board. There are relationships that are, are affectionate and loving. But I would say there's only a few relationships that I have a sense of belonging with them. Sure. Um, or, and what I mean by that is a sense of stability. Um, whatever I do, whatever they do, yeah. um, I know that I belong to his community. I know he belongs to my community. Yeah. Um, and so there's a sense of stability and safety there yeah. because his love for me or his care for me isn't dependent upon how I do X, Y, or Z or how I be a certain person. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's like more I, so. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, it just reminds me of what our friend Dr. Kevin Rowles always says: "What is belonging? Belonging is no fear of possible rejection." Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly, and that's yeah. Which is like stability. I would say like no fear of of possible rejection is like relational stability at its utmost. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which which like, you, which committed to me. Yeah, and, and we may only find that a few times in life. Like that, it's not that way with everyone. Maybe I've experienced that with my parents and, and a few select friends because that is a high degree of, of devotion. Um, yep. But, but it's beautiful. I, I, there's, a, there's an author named Andy Crouch. He's written TechWise Family, Culture Making. And uh, he talks about belonging in terms of the intersection between being known and being loved. Uh, mm -hmm. And I like that. So he says to, to be known but not loved is to be rejected. Uh, to be not known and not loved is to be ignored and rejected. Mm. To be not known but loved is just fitting in. But to be known and love, loved is what it means to belong. Belonging is being known and loved. And I really... I really like that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell me, John, you then why, why this concept of belonging, why is it so important in, in your story and on your journey? Why was this such an, an important wrestling for you? I think we all have the assumption most often that others have figured out belonging and we haven't, or that I haven't, but everyone else around me has. Mm -hmm. um and there's like that combined with in the west just a lack of things that give us belonging from the very beginning like mm -hmm. in other countries when you're born you have you already have a sense of, you like there is uh you know you are part of this tribe you're part of this community this is what you belong to and nothing changes that um to a fault sometimes <laughs> Um, but here in the States, we kind of make belonging for ourselves, I would say. Yeah. And as someone who is constantly in and out of the States, I was constantly behind the race, if that analogy makes sense. Um, sure. While everyone else was farther along, I was still trying to figure out, okay, what does it mean to be in the States? Um, and so, yeah, I guess... 
we we all need to be loved and known and we all need stability in relationships um and i would say at the end of the day it's god who gives us uh, a sense of belonging that no human probably ever can right but it is god's people that embody and put flesh yeah. and bone to yeah. what it means to belong to him and to each other yeah absolutely both yeah both god and man create that and because that idea of belonging is so powerful like on the spiritual level i i've sat through a lot of sermons in my life and i remember very little shamefully uh but i will never forget that the, the the church that i grew up in the pastor whenever he baptized someone he went through the whole thing he brought him out of the water and, and then he said to them you belong to jesus he will never mm -hmm. let you down. He will never let you go. And that just stuck with me because I think even as a 13-year-old kid, like that was just a powerful imagery. He didn't say, Jesus is now in your heart. Right. But you're going to live with him in heaven someday. But, that, <laughs> but, but the, the, the driving at home was you belong to Jesus. And I just yep. thought that was beautiful and powerful and spiritual, but not even on this, just the spiritual side of it, the sociological side of it, like this, the idea of belonging. I remember reading, reading a, an article by Dr. Roy Baumeister, uh, who years, years back wrote an article um, demonstrating that the healthiest and most satisfied individuals in life are those people who have a place to belong. So saying that another way, the, the paper revealed that our deepest satisfaction into unconditional love and that unbreakable belonging to a people it just resonates with us at every level of our of our beings no doubt about it um so well let, let me ask you the flip side of that johnny or john we've been saying um that belonging is such an important thing so what happens to us or what happened to you when we felt like we don't belong we don't have a people um when you don't have people i mean i would say loneliness isn't the right word but it gets to it <laughs> i'm yeah. not sure what the right word is specifically um but I would say when I, the times I have not had belonging, which was most of my life, yeah. um, you have a sense of aimlessness. Yeah. Um, and almost a sense of carelessness too. Because if my life isn't important for others, for them to find connection with me, for me to have belonging with them, then why should I care about my life in general? Yeah. Um, I think in my own life, most of the times where I have been, most of the times where I've deeply questioned God's love for me, God's goodness, are the times when I'm also being like, I am alienated from those around me yeah. and distant from those. Yeah. And that I don't have a place to belong. Yeah. Um, and it's learning how to fight for believing that, no, I do belong 
to this community. I do belong to his people. Um, but even then, that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that word aimlessness really connects with me and how that drives us to to isolation and towards inward. I mean, because belonging draws us out into the greater right. thing we are a part of, the greater group, the greater cause, the greater mission. And when that sense of belonging begins to atrophy, then everything starts coming in, 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 in. And that's where, that's where it can lead to pretty dark places. Because when we, when we assume or wrongly believe that we are not known or not loved, yeah, that is, that is a dark cloud. Yeah. Um, and most, I would add to that too, most of the times that um, I'm aimless and careless, they're just like the, the appeal of God's love almost isn't significant, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's basically back to what you're saying, like in terms of being outward versus inward. When I'm aimless and careless, I care less, <laughs> like literally I care less um, about whether or not someone actually cares or loves me. Um, and so then therefore I'm also willfully choosing to think and believe and function as if God doesn't care and love for me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when I don't have belonging, when I when I'm when I'm starting to believe that I belong to him or that I belong to his people, um, and the times in my life where there wasn't belonging, as you just said, like it was dark, it was very lonely. Yeah. Um, whether or not it was depression or anxiety, I don't know, but there were definitely times where life just didn't seem to have its purpose um, yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then l let me ask this question. Um, well, so Brene Brown, author and speaker, who just talks a lot about belonging and shame, she says that the innate human desire um, to be a part of something larger than us, that's what belonging is to her, this innate human desire to be a part of something larger than us. So if that's true, and I think it is, then the, the million dollar question is, how do we create a sense of belonging for those around us? Like when we are thinking in terms of, of making disciples, of doing ministry, of, of being a friend to people, how can we in our relationships walk alongside people and help them be known and loved? So from your experience, John, like what does that look like? What can that look like? What, you know, how did you receive that? And, and then how are you replicating that now? Um, I still remember when someone from this community decided to let me sleep on one of their couches. And it was like super last minute. Um, and I didn't necessarily need to like stay at their place. It was more so just like, I couldn't get back to my place in time. Um, and there was this immediate sense of like, oh, I'm, I'm not only, um, welcomed here, but I, I'm, I'm hosted here. I'm, I'm, I'm being brought in. Okay. 
Um, and I guess that's what I would say was one of the markers of this, this community is different, is that there was a desire for people to be brought in. Mm -hmm. um, and not in terms of like a marketing, like we just need bigger numbers, but more so like, uh, you know, Derek and Louie are friends and Derek wants to bring Louie into his life and Louie wants to bring in uh, Derek in, into his life. And so there's just a desire to journey together, I would say. Yeah. Um, that I've sensed here and that I've seen here. And and I know it's meant journey, journeying together. Yeah. And I think that's what I've tried to bring yeah. wherever I go is just being able to journey with someone and their walk. Because, yeah. you know, as an individual, in my opinion, as an individual, I can't bring belonging to someone. That's their own journey. And it's even more difficult to bring belonging when I'm not in their community. Um, but I can I can walk with them and that journey of like knowing what it means to belong to Jesus. And if there is, a, and if yeah. I am part of the community that they're part of, then also being a part of that journey too. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with your background as a third culture kid, and then you come into another new environment here in this community, um, and then people are making invitations to you, they're extending welcome to you. Was it just like, oh, this is wonderful. Now I finally belong in a place and then everything is, is, is utopia. Or what, or what was the, the process of believing that and entering into that and letting your guard, because I'm sure you got pretty good about having you know, your walls up as you navigated different environments every few years. So what was that like receiving that? And walking into that yeah you're definitely right about the guards i put up <laughs> there's one time i had i visited someplace for like a second summer and i was expressing to like one of the guys like me feeling like i couldn't fit in or i just didn't belong and he was like confused and he asked me like but don't you belong with us and i were hearing that statement and being like in my head like oh that's a great idea John could belong someplace. And I remember like, that's, that's not gonna ever happen. Mm. And like, you know, that's probably the, the cynical John was just screaming in my ear at that point in time. Um, but I definitely have my guards up. And so I definitely, in general, like, and Louie can attest to this, um, there, I, I just, I was not affectionate, I would say. I was always in my head questioning, like, but do they really care? Like, what, at what point will something happen and they won't be there for me? Mm -hmm. um, and the reality is like, we are in a, like, this is a community of human beings. It's not like everyone's Jesus Christ. So of course people are going to fail me right. um, if I have un unhealthy expectations, which as someone who's always wanted belonging, um, I think I almost put in myself unhealthy expectations. That way it's easier to point to, oh, look, they failed. So they, they can't, I can't belong to them versus actually having the hope that I could belong. Um, because it, it goes two ways, right? And any relation goes two ways. I can be offering some belonging, but if they're not willing to believe and trust it and step into that and have the faith that they can belong to, the, to a community, then they will never belong. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, um, like for me, like there was a, there was a place of, of belonging here that I could step into. But if in my head, I kept telling myself, no, I can't ever, no, this is impossible, no. 
John yeah. can't belong because John has this in his past or because John is, is, is grew up as a TCK or because John is only going to be here for another year or two. Um, there are all those statements that we're always running in my head. Yeah. Um, and choosing to put those aside and to trust that um, belonging might not look the way I think it should look. And at the same time, belonging like should look differently than what I think it should look like. <laughs> um, and that I like it's something that I need to trust that God as an abundant father is giving me a place to belong. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. I had another thought. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, what I hear you saying is you walked into a new environment in this new community with your same, same old default messaging in your, in your brain saying, I'm not going to belong here. This isn't going to work. Um, but over time, there has been consistent overtures of friendship, consistent invitations to hospitality, consistent expressions of love that have, have demonstrated to you, well, maybe this is real. Maybe these people do actually care about me. Maybe I can be known here and loved here. And I, I imagine for someone coming from your cult, like your third culture experience, like you probably fundamentally doubt if you really can be known by people that don't, you know, have your experience. And so, I mean, this, the, all these people here aren't people that have been third culture kids, but do you feel like there has been a sense, even though the, the shared experience is not there, they, they can still know you, you can still feel known to them? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it all depends on how you define being known. Yeah. Um, and I, but I guess what I, what I would say is there, there is the willingness to understand, I would say. Just because I'm not known fully yeah. by one of the guys in our community, I know that if, if we're sitting around a, around a table and I say something and he doesn't have the capacity to understand, he wants to understand and he yeah. will like try, and, like he, he will seek to understand. So there's a, I would say, there's a sense of being known that I definitely have in this community that I don't have elsewhere. But then even with the people that I'm not like close friends with, um, there's at least a sense of a desire to understand and a desire to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, thanks for sharing your, your journey with us, you know, and, I, and it, it's, it's just that, like you, you haven't reached the terminal point of the of journey towards belonging and none of us have. Um, but thank you for sharing your experience with us. I love you. And I'm thankful that I, you know, I, I told you this two hours ago, but just having you here in this community, like I, I see, like you are such a centerpiece of who we are just by the way you love and you encourage and you serve and just who you are. So you belong here, my man, and we're, we love you. We're so thankful to have you. Um, so thanks for sharing with us tonight too. And thank all of you for listening to today's podcast on belonging and relationship. 
If, if this has piqued an interest, you can head over to our website, iconministries.org, to connect with us or access other articles or videos on making disciples. Uh, Icon is a faith-based ministry relying on the gifts of God's good people. And if you'd like to give towards the support of this ministry, you can click on the donate button at our website, iconministries.org. Thank you much. Happy Pet Obesity Day. Peace.